Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. Second hour of Oilers now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. 780-496-0063, the number to call to get in the queue. Anything on your mind, Oilers related. Now's the time to air the grievance. It's probably not a grievance. The team has been playing phenomenally. My grievance right now is that the other Pacific Division teams just don't lose hockey games either. So you're still sitting in third in the Pacific. Nice to see that first is well within reach, but the way it's going right now, you'd better be sure you're winning the most, if not all, of your next five games. Your remaining five games. 780-496-0063 is uh, the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. They're open Monday to Saturday. And that number, again, is our River Cree Resort Casino hotline as well. 780-496-0063. I'll remind you that uh, guests of Oilers Now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Come in and check out their new location at 3975 Calgary Trail in Edmonton. All right. A couple of texts here while Cody puts all those calls in the rack. This one, uh, Carl, uh, Carl and Drumheller wants to know, Brendan, do you see a chance of the AJHL, the Alberta Junior Hockey League, joining the BC in a new league? As a junior hockey fan, that would be awesome, says Carl in uh, Drumheller. The story is coming from Jeff Merrick, okay, Carl? And it does say, it does say in the story that if this vote goes through, this this vote to emancipate, that Alberta, the AJHL, would possibly be looking to join. So, I mean, keep it on the back burner, but if you're talking about the BCHL and the Alberta Junior League, there's a, a pretty big difference, I would suggest, and maybe not a pretty big difference. The gap is closing, but at one time, there was a significant difference there. 
I, it seems like such a stretch, though, unless they were to build some new USHL Super League rival where there's two full divisions, because if it's just bits and pieces of the AJHL leaving, I don't see it making sense for too many teams. Like, you can't convince me it's viable for a team around Edmonton to be traveling out to Vancouver Island. Right. Just to get, I, I mean, if you look at the commits that Brooks and Spruce Grove are already getting, yeah. they probably don't get that many more by joining an outlaw BCHL. But the problem right now is those are the only two teams that are getting those types of commitments every single year, right? And that's that's the final of the AJHL almost every single year. Tenth straight year, Brooks is going to the AJHL South Final. You know, it's it's so maybe there is something to be said there. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Let's open it up with Brett in Nanaimo. Brett, I'm going to ask you this out of the gate. Number one, are the Clippers still there? And number two, do you go to the games if they are? Uh, I go to a few every year, and yeah, they're still there. It's good hockey. It's, it's perfectly fine. I don't know how it would do against the uh, Alberta Junior League, but, I mean, it's still good hockey. Yeah, fair enough. Something to do yeah, on a Saturday yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, listen, I, you know, I call in. You know, there's things in this world that worry me. Bills, raising my kids. Some things make me angry, like my ex-wife calling me. <laughs> but what doesn't worry me is the Edmonton Oilers right now. Life is good. You think I'm scared of the LA Kings? Not at all. Vegas? Nope. Colorado? Yeah, maybe. But I just think with Connor and Leon doing what they're doing right now, I just I fear no no one. Nobody scares me, and I'm just pumped, man. I'm just pumped. A beautiful day. Had a great shoulder pump. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I just feel great. Brett's got the creatine coursing through his veins Blowing. right now, and he had to pick up the horn. Always love to hear from you, man. Thanks so much for the call. Agreed, buddy. All right, Brett in Nanaimo there. Yeah, hey, listen, this has been a, a franchise that has endured so much over the last, what, 15 or so years. But the last four years, Cody, have been building towards this. And this is finally where I think this is year one of the Stanley Cup window. I think realistically, there's three years here, and this is the first one where I can viably see Edmonton really making a push, especially the way that Ekholm's fit in. That was just the pinnacle of positive. Monday calls. Yeah. Brett's great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Brett's awesome. We're on Instagram together. He's a, he's a great follow. Uh, Jason is, well, Jason has, has some concerns, it seems like. Jason, you're on. How's it going? Not too bad. Excellent. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just bring everybody's mood down a little bit. Um, <laughs> first of all, I wanted to say the owners are 9 out of 10. You know, they're, they're doing fantastic, and they got their first two shutouts of the season, one with each goalie. So, that's far as looking good. So what has me concerned is the Oilers are number one in goals for. Everybody knows that. But at least as of before the two shutouts, they were also the last place team in goals against of the teams that are currently in a playoff spot. So my concern is, you know, things tighten up in the playoffs. Are they going to be able to batten down the hatches enough to make sure that they're not getting scored on? You know, because Skinner's Skinner's numbers are average, and of course, Campbell's numbers are below average, and our defensive core hasn't been strong. Ekholm has made a huge difference. Has he made enough? I'll let you guys kind of uh, answer that question for me and then move on to the next caller. All right. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate that. And and I'm glad you asked me because I was going to ask you the same thing as, as a matter of fact. I do believe that since... 
uh, Matthias Eckholm was acquired on March 1st, that it slotted the entire defense into positions where they should actually be playing. So Darnell Nurse's minutes have come down a little bit. He's made some mistakes as, as they do, but I think they've been less glaring, if you ask me. Evan Bouchard has definitely calmed down. I think he's, he's you know, it's, a, it's not a night and day scenario, but he looks like himself again. He did not look like Evan Bouchard at the first half of this year. So to me, if you can get average goaltending, that's all anybody's been asking for since the onset of the season. I also really think you have to consider that come playoff time, you're going to see that those minutes ramp up for the top guys, which is going to lead to better defense. You're going to, you know, match up against some of the other teams, top lines a little bit better, where in some of these games in the past, maybe a do still use it as a little bit of a learning lesson for some of those younger guys, your third pair, where you're saying, Hey, you're going to have to eventually learn how to play against these guys. Do it in the regular season where in playoffs, you're not afraid to play in your big guns 25 minutes a night yeah absolutely and and to me you think about how things went against winnipeg and they basically had just four defensemen playing if that's the case now your four defensemen are awfully experienced between nurse cc uh and bouchard who was a part of that run to the western conference final last year so there's plenty of internal pieces that now have that experience garnered from last year and the external pieces that have been brought in to supplement things over the last few years. Hyman and Kane and, and Eckholm and, and um, even a, min- a minor move like Costin. Like all of this has fortified the roster to where you don't feel too bad going into game one knowing that if you have to shrink things, you, you know, you're getting a quality, but you don't necessarily have to shrink it as tight as you may have before, tightening the belt as it were. Marco is on the line. How are you doing today, Marco? Doing well on yourself? Excellent, thanks. What's on your mind? So I just want to touch on the goals for, goals against arguments since we're on the topic, not the train. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, we have uh, the worst goals against uh, out of the teams currently in the playoffs, but we also have the best goals for. Our goal differential is also the best in the Western Conference. And then if you take Leon and McDavid's massive over two-point-a-game performance in the playoffs last year, I'm not concerned about a leaky defense. As long as Stu maintains middle-of-the-pack goaltending and we have Ekholm and uh, Bouchard continuing to be plus 17 over the last 15 games, if that can continue, we're in good shape. Yeah, I agree, Marco. The little stat attack there saying that it's it's in fact not maybe as, uh, as bleak on the back end. I think so much of that skewed. And listen, Edmonton's been surrendering goals, but not like they were in the first half of the season. Okay, not not like they were in the first half. So if you were to, to snip from March 1st on, I don't think this team is... is I mean, yes, they are going to allow the most goals in the playoffs, but... You kind of just accept that when you've got not just the two top scorers in the league, but everybody else around them producing like they have been. Hyman, Nuge, um, uh, Kane being the obvious ones, but Janmark is at or just about at double-digit goals. Like There are so many other pieces to buoy this that we've seen proven in the regular season. You're not relying on youngsters anymore or people like Gaetan Haas or Joachim Nygaard, not to be disrespectful, but you had to get somebody in on that price tag it's totally different now you just it seems to me like this roster is is just about as you know it's it's well constructed it's well insulated they've got high-end talent insulated well mother's day is around the corner 
Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You talked about that depth, too, and I know Bob has talked about what's down in Bakersfield. This past weekend's a perfect example, right? Like, Raphael Lavoie has himself a weekend to beat Tucson twice. Lavoie with the overtime winner in that 3-2 game Friday. Then Dylan Holloway scores on Saturday in a 2-1 game. Lavoie had one there, too, as well. Like, there's some other pieces they could still call up here who I'm not going to say are going to make a huge impact, but I don't think they're going to hurt the team come playoff time, that's for sure. Yeah, Holloway has turned it on. He was the player of the week for the Condors. He's finding his offensive stride, but really you just wanted him to find his legs after missing a bunch of games. He got hurt in his first game down there after becoming a cap casualty at the trade deadline. So uh, difficult in that sense. I, I am trying to dig up on the fly here the goals, uh, the goals against... the goal differential, I should say, since March 1st. If somebody out there can use a computer better than me, sling that stat my way because I can't figure it out on NHL.com. I go season by season, but maybe not game by game. Oh, yes, I did. I got it. Okay. This is great radio right now. But since March 1st, let's let's get the stats for that. Um, Well, I can tell you Edmonton's got the most points in the league, one more than Boston at 27. They've got an 84.4 points percentage. That's pretty darn good. Um, okay, goals and goals for and goals against. Where are we at? 4.63 goals for, 3.13 goals against. They're scoring just about five goals a game since March 1st. That is preposterous. That's preposterous. And I still feel better about this team winning a 2-1 hockey game come playoff time this year better than I did last year, right? That's the crazy thing is we see all these wild numbers that they're putting up. You know if you get an L.A. or a Vegas in playoffs, they're going to play you tight. They're going to play a trap. You're going to have to win a 2-1, maybe a 3-2 hockey game. And I still think this team has that defensive switch that they can turn on and shut it down against anyone in the West. Los Angeles, if this ends up being the opening round series and Edmonton might be able to win the division, Los Angeles might be able to win the division and then this doesn't happen. But if the Kings do, that's the team that's actually at 1.93 goals against per game since March 1st, since the trade deadline. So if you want to narrow the scope a little bit and have more of a recency bias, That's a number that would alarm me a little bit, but we know how L.A. plays. They get a lead, and then they park the bus, and they put you to sleep with a 1-1-3. I I still just, I I shake my head that they traded Jonathan Quick to this state because he was their X factor in playoffs last year. And now I have minimal faith in their goaltending in Corpus Allo and Copley. I know they're winning hockey games. I get that. But they don't scare me as goalies who are going to steal you a game like Jonathan Quick did multiple times last year. Even in that game seven, he was almost the hero. Mm, he was. I don't know that they had the faith in him based on how he was performing. Well, clearly not if they're going to ship him out of town. 
But I still think that there's an aspect of Jonathan Quick that scares me a heck of a lot more than Jonas Corposalo and Phoenix Copley. I understand that. Corposalo has stymied the Oilers twice as a member of the Blue Jackets this year, and then as a member of the Kings, it was a different story. I think if he's performing better, we're not having the conversation about Quick, but you're right. I mean, Quick is the type of goaltender who's proven that he can steal a series, and I don't know that uh, that Corposalo has proven anything, so... Uh, and and for that matter, neither is Phoenix Copley. And remember Cal Peterson, who they signed to a whole bunch of money and then buried in the AHL? Anyway, um, Keith is on line four. Keith, what's on your mind? Uh, what's on my mind is uh, it worries me going into the end of any period, the orders being up to zip uh, on any team. It could be Columbus. It could be Boston. And it just it it's a concern. Let's finish out the period. Let's finish out the game and get on the plane, so to speak. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and I know that especially to start games recently, Keith, it's been it's been leaky. It's been leaky effort-wise, and there's been some goals getting past the goaltenders that I don't like, and I don't think that they would like either, right? Like sometimes in the last few games, you've looked up and it's been three goals against on eight or nine shots, and that obviously is something you think is not going to fly in the playoffs. They've been able to outscore some of that, but yeah, I think that's valid. So, you hmm. know, when you you look at that Keith I wonder is that is it coaching is it attention like what what do you uh, think is waning in the final minutes of periods I, I think it might just be attention um, the thing is it, it, it's it's coming together and that's a beautiful thing and just one last thing uh, we always believed in Jack Campbell Edmonton never gave up on the guy I don't think there's a few naysayers there's people out there that say change the whole team and they'd be happy but People believed in Jack, and he's going to be great through the playoffs, as is the team. And that's all I got to say, and have a great one. Thanks, Keith. Appreciate the call. And uh, yeah, you know what? You look around, Cody, and the people that you're seeing talking about how Jack Campbell shouldn't be on this team next year are typically not from Edmonton. They are people from other markets saying I told you so. Or the people without names on Twitter. Well, there's boy, are there ever a lot of those. But yeah, it's, it's somebody trying to twist the knife, right? Like, I, I don't think that anybody who has watched Edmonton's goaltending situation over the last several years is looking at what they have now and trying to rejig and improve it. What was that clip Kevin Weeks had on Twitter last week? I don't remember what broadcast it was on. He kind of talked about how, yes, the gear's better, everyone's better, but it's never been harder to be an NHL goaltender than right now. And that's what I think of when I consider Jack Campbell's bad outings, his good outings, is that when you're seeing people who are around the game every day, guys who have played at the highest level possible, they're around the best of the best saying that, you really have to take some of that into consideration. Some more of your texts coming up on the other side. We'll step out and Cody Jansen will bring NHL today. When we come back, it's Brendan Escott in the big chair on Oilers Now. Let's run off to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. What's going on, Cody? I think you already mentioned it, but Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, first and second stars of the month of March, respectively. Stuart Skinner, also named Rookie of the Month in the NHL. Uh, a bunch of injuries to tell you about, and I hate talking about them, but Montreal forward Sean Monaghan, he's g- going for groin surgery here, going to be done for the rest of the season. 
Ottawa forward Derek Broussard, a broken fibula. Toronto goalie Matt Murray, he's in concussion protocol. Took that spill against Detroit last night. And Minnesota forward Mason Shaw came out this morning. Torn ACL for him. Tonight in the NHL, Minnesota's at Vegas. All eyes on that one, of course. Elsewhere, Nashville in Dallas and Arizona is at Seattle. Well, who knew there'd be a bunch of Minnesota fans tonight in the Edmonton area? Who knew? You know, because if the Wild beat Vegas, that helps, is what I'm trying to say. Two points back. <laughs> I'm telling you, I everyone, everyone wants to doubt it. I've got faith we'll see a Battle of Alberta in the first round. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see it. Well, the way that Winnipeg's playing, it looks like they want to see it, too. It's, uh, it's quite something out there in the middle of Canada. Wow, they just kicked New Jersey in the teeth last night. That's true. So they hadn't been kicking anybody in the teeth. <laughs> no, that's for sure. In the foot for the previous couple of weeks. I think so. back-to-back games for them scoring six goals as well. So maybe they found it. Maybe not. Maybe. Uh, the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Bob did mention that, of course, McLeod, Brian McLeod, he's traveling with the team on this four-game road trip. Not likely to see him in either of the first two games, the back-to-back against L.A. and Anaheim coming up tomorrow and Wednesday but maybe more likely for either San Jose on uh, the 8th of the month or Colorado next Tuesday is a possibility. Fortunately for the Oilers, that's really all they're looking at on the injury front. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah, you better be doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll do that while we send it off to a Global News weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. We'll get you caught up on the farm. Colin Chalk joining at 135 to tell you about a couple of wins against the Tucson Roadrunners.